Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Totry, hey, joined on this weird Wednesday by Shane Diefenbach, yeah, Sean DePaz. Gentlemen, is. how you doing? Happy hump day. What's, oh, yeah. What's up, guys? How are you all feeling? Feeling like, uh, there's going to be an upset in Stillwater this weekend. That's how I'm feeling. Mm. I was uh, just slurping down some ramen right before we went live. Nice. Uh, oh, tell Tree, dude. Oh, not. yeah. I was going to say, I, make I, that I, face I, as if, what are, you putting in your, what are you putting in your mouth after that softball game? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, tell Tree, why are you wearing shades right now? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Got to block out the haters sometimes. That's what yeah. I'm doing. Well, what you're I'm not doing. blocking out the ring light. Lights. Or or the, <laughs> no. the the computer in the Madden League. Can we talk about the fact that listen? Whoa, <laughs> we're just immediately gonna come for my neck two minutes. Yeah, in. we are. We are. I mean, if you're gonna lose to the computer, we all won I'm saying. It all I'm so, so let's preface the the people. So we did our Madden League draft last night. I already know this um, is gonna be bad. And Totri opened up with a CPU, um, his first game, and you were able to play the game starting last night. So my man decided to play the game last night. Yeah, got a little and normally, normally wouldn't really care. It's on all Madden for you know a novice. It could be tough if you don't really know what you're doing. Um, but Totri was just talking a bunch of smack yeah. before the, yeah. everything started, saying he's really good. He yeah. lost to a computer. I am no longer worried. I'm going to smack you. What is it? Listen, man, it's not nine? it's not how you start. It's how you finish. We're gonna go with the the goal is to go one and zero every week. You lose some, you win some. We're on the next week. Okay. 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 Good we're coach on. Speak. We're on to the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes you have to think about recess and how and how you're thankful. You're thankful for. Oh my for god! I forgot ba- about that. Your bagels. You think I'm just going crazy over here? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> just, just start talking, about, talking about, recess about recess for no reason. For. I'm like, oh wait, that was that's a hermism. Yeah. We're gonna talk about recess. Um, Are we hermit what, crabs? Hermit crabs? Ooh! Good, if he, if if they crab? beat Stillwater, I'm her, I'm a hermit crab. If they beat Stillwater, they're yeah, going to they beat, beat the whole city. If they, they, they ransack the city, they claim yeah. it. They stake up an ASU flag right in the middle yeah, of the street. Sparky's literally going to come alive and stomp on a bus. Nobody in there, of course, because he's not that evil. But It's more of a, it's more of a sign of power. It's yeah. not necessarily a, an act of like, Just to claim it. They don't even want it. It's true wearing his sunglasses. It's just a sign of power. It doesn't really do anything. I mean, DJ Toady Tote, that's what we're doing over here. Okay. Are we in the same building? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I mean, in a way, we're all in the same building. If you think about the atmosphere, <laughs> yeah. the, okay. the, the vessel that is life. Yes. Mm, Once okay. again, I, I beg the question: Why, why does nobody build a house outside? I don't know. I'm actually, maybe, uh, you know, I don't even know how to follow that up. To be honest with you, let's talk ASU Oklahoma State for a second. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? Um, so we talked a little bit about it yesterday. We talked to some more of the players today. We got the chance to talk to Emery. We talked to Glenn Thomas. Um, we talked to Kyle Soley. And the message was kind of the same across the board. A lot of these guys were, I don't want to say they were looking past NAU to Oklahoma State, but it was something that they're like, okay, we just got to take care of business here, and then we'll move on to the real test. It's time to really start the college football season this week. They understand it's going to be a hostile environment. And that's something that they talked about, right? Like Stillwater is going to be packed for this ASU game. Um, But a lot of these guys have played in big-time games and big-time environments. So the message to a lot of their teammates that haven't or some of their younger guys on the team is embrace opportunity, right? Embrace being hated um, for, you know, the four quarters because that's exactly what it is going to be. They are going to be heckled. They're going to be yelled at. They're going to be whatever. Um and a lot of these guys, Emery included, are absolutely 
like chomping at the bit waiting for it really like this is the moment that that NAU game ended the press conference started and Emory Jones was already talking about like he can't wait to get the Stillwater like those are the games he lives for so that's going to be something that's super exciting now turning your attention to the opponent itself we'll start with Spencer Sanders one of the best in the nation he's a veteran guy he's a dual threat guy what concerns you about Spencer Sanders looking at the ASU defense Sean, you go first. I mean, honestly, just his, like, composure, I guess. I mean, like you said, he's a a veteran. He's got a veteran presence. And just the fact that, like, we talked about it on the audio show yesterday, just the fact that they run such a fast-tempo offense, like, he obviously knows how to control that. So I, I, I think it's just that and his versatility. Obviously, he's capable of running if he needs to. Um, it just adds like a whole other kind of wrinkle that we obviously didn't really see against NAU. It's just a, this is their first real test. Obviously, NAU was not a test. Like this is, a, it's, I don't know if there's any one thing in particular that concerns me because we haven't seen ASU's offense against a, quite frankly, a real quarterback yet. Um, but just, you know, how experienced he is against a defense that we have to see what kind of chemistry they have. Um, he could easily pick them apart, especially if the secondary is not on the same page. Um, so I think that's probably what concerns me the most. Yeah, it's 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 veteran presence, it's composure. Because what scares me is the stat line. I know it was CMU, and I know the defense isn't great, but I mean, even against a computer in Madden, throwing for 400 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns with no interceptions is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so something I couldn't do last night. Just yeah. Like- so it, it, it's going to be fun to see because. Obviously, NAU not on Spencer Sanders' level and Oklahoma State's level in terms of vertical threat offense. Um, obviously, this is this is kind of our primer. Our, yesterday was the primer to the primer. Friday will be our full recap. So I'm going to go ahead and watch some film and uh, bring up some stuff, actually scheme-wise. But yeah, just from a pure like like immediate reaction standpoint from this game, it, it, it's the decision-making. You know, you have to capitalize, if any, on the, on the mistakes that they make. Yeah, 100%. And it, it doesn't bode well for ASU, at least, as we sit on Wednesday looking at the depth chart. Um, right now, Jordan Clark, Ed Woods, still both listed on the injured list. We talked about how Tamarcus Davis did get back in the lineup, did get back in the depth chart, um, plugged in kind of as a starting, um, starting guy in that defensive backfield. It's still TBD on if Jordan Clark is going to play or not. It's I would probably lean toward he's going to obviously do everything that he can to to get out there, but I would say it's probably a game time decision. Um, Josh, don't even start with me right now. Josh talking about Madden. Uh, he's in my division. I don't want to hear it. We'll get to that later, boss. Um, but it, it definitely does bode well that the fact that you got to go up against one of the best quarterbacks in the nation who just finished putting 58 points on a central Michigan team that's not great um, without two guys that are contributors, right? Ed Woods is not necessarily Jordan Clark or Tamarcus Davis or Torrance, but he's a guy out there that's a part of the rotation. He's a guy that definitely gets good reps, and he's a guy you'd like to have out there, especially yeah. against Spencer Sanders. I'm, I'm excited because obviously we talked about it yesterday. Donnie, you know, kept it pretty vanilla. Um, but I wonder how they're going to play, if they're going to play as the aggressor or if they're going to try to keep everything in front of you. If you guys had to choose which one would bode better for the Sun Devils in Stillwater? Would you want them to to rush the passer and you know play a lot of man, try to jump routes, or do you want like a too high, keep everything in front of you kind of mindset? I feel like you have to be aggressive. I feel like 
I feel like Oklahoma State's a better team. So the only way that you're going to really win this game is if you force them to make mistakes or you, or, or you, you take advantage of, of whatever you can, basically. I, I think they need to be aggressive, try and make Spencer Sanders as uncomfortable as they can. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, he's obviously a veteran, so it's going to be pretty hard. <laughs> he's breaking news. Emory Jones just won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, Bees is from the future. Uh, yeah, apparently. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like you got it's going to be hard to make him uncomfortable, but if you can, that's best way you're that's going to give you the best chance to win i don't think you can really do that by sitting back and and keeping everything in, in front of you I, I think he's just going to kind of pick you apart methodically if that happens we also talked about yesterday that the dogs weren't allowed to hunt you know they're, they're like yeah. the, they, they were rushing four at most almost every time i think i saw one or two linebacker blitzes if that in the nau game i wonder if we talked about stunts yesterday from a scheme perspective even if you drop you know, seven into coverage and you send five only. I wonder if that's going to add a difference because if your pass rushers can just get home three, four, five times in the game, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind keeping everything in front of you. I, like, it, it's, and again, they, they obviously can't run the ball very well. We saw them trying to close out the game or they can't play cons- conservative, I would say. So, yeah, I mean, I would keep everything in front of you until, until you know, it, it gets too late and you kind of have to, but... For the most part, I I trust the guys up front to be able to make a difference. Yeah, I'm kind of with Sean. I, I mean, I see both sides of the coin here, but I think with a team that that is you know number eleven in the country, you're on the road. Um, the environment is going to be hostile, and they do have. I would say that Oklahoma State's offense is superior to the ASU defense. Um, so with that in mind, looking at Spencer Sanders' career at Oklahoma State, which is a lengthy one, he struggles in terms of consistency. And how do you screw with someone's consistency? You get him uncomfortable, just like Sean said. You get him moving around in the pocket. I know he's a dual-threat guy, but you start to hit this guy, especially early in that game. Like, I, I fully expect if Oklahoma State starts to to pick apart that ASU defense early, it's going to be exactly what Herm said, like, at the end of spring, early fall camp in terms of Donnie. Like, fuck the card. We're doing. We're just going at him. Like, that's yeah. I could fully see that happening. And then to what you said, chain like there is a point to that too especially if asu is able to contain spencer early then maybe they don't need to maybe they don't need to be as aggressive as sean and i think yeah and i'm not saying ben don't break uh joe in the chat saying that i hate that trust me that that is my not my mentality i'm a big fan of you know bend and then snap you know bend until like you're like like not not don't let them get to the red zone and then don't break I'm saying break on the ball. That's when you break. Like, yeah. like find find your spots. You know, maybe you send you, you send four for the first set of downs, and then all of a sudden, you know, Row Torrance is coming off the edge on a corner blitz or something creative. Like, get creative. Don't stay content. So, yeah, I think I, we just haven't seen what this defense can yeah. do yet, and obviously, we're really excited to. So, mm-hmm. it's hard to speak on it. Um, we don't really know exactly what they're going to be, how much they're going to be sending, if at all. So. Yeah. We'll that, see. We'll see come Saturday. But that's my big thing. If the if this defense is fully capable of, of getting to the quarterback without being like hella aggressive, whether it's yeah. four or five rushers, then I like I obviously I think that's a preference. I just don't know. Cause like like we said, we don't really know what the defense is capable of. They obviously didn't do it much against NAU, but mm-hmm. that's probably more by choice than ability. But re- either even if they were able to, this is a significantly better team, presumably a better offensive line. Um so I, I, I like yeah. If they're capable of getting there without being super aggressive, then I think that has to be your strategy, right? Like you don't. 
this, like I said, this is a guy that can't pick you apart if you give him the opportunity to. So if you're making mistakes on the defensive end because you're being too aggressive, then this game's going to be over before it even starts. Yeah, and this is going to kind of be the game to to give us the breaking point or just kind of be able to see where we can put the pin on the season, right? Because this is one of, you know, a bunch of games that they've got coming up where they're going to be up against some of the best offenses in the nation, right? You've got Spencer Sanders in Oklahoma State who dropped 58. Then you've got Utah with Cameron Rising, who I know they dropped that game to Florida, but Cameron Rising is a good quarterback. That Utah team is definitely a challenge. And then you look at USC, who we saw what they did against Rice. We'll see what they could do against Stanford this week. But, you know, they they got Caleb Williams. They got uh, Jordan Addison. Like, it, it's not going to be easy for ASU these next couple of weeks. Um, outside of Spender, Spencer Sanders, the Oklahoma State run game, isn't the greatest in the world. So we don't really need to touch on that too much, but I do want to touch on um, their wideouts because they do have some talented, some talented pass catchers. You look at senior um, Braden Johnson. He has been a part of the Oklahoma state program since 2018. <laughs> we were in college still. At this point. <laughs> like he has been there forever. Um, he hasn't been a guy that's put up a lot of numbers over the course of the last few seasons. However, Last week, he had six catches, a buck 33, and a touchdown. Definitely his best start to any of his seasons so far at Oklahoma State. So he's definitely going to be a guy that can present some challenges. The other guy on Oklahoma State to watch out for on the offensive side of the ball, Brennan Presley, 83 yards on five catches last week. He didn't find the end zone, but he is a guy who I believe put up 50-plus catches last season for Oklahoma State. So him and Spencer Sanders definitely have a little bit of a connection. He's more of a dynamic receiver. If you had to pick between the two, which one would you like to see if we're if we're going man and you're like okay you're following him which one do you want to shut down <laughs> I don't know if there's a right answer like <laughs> both of them I, I I I first of all I hope I hope these corners are good enough to play man that'd be really fun that's the dream you know we said the dream earlier was you know only sending four and getting pressure no the dream yeah. is bring bringing pressure and getting a coverage sack or yeah. not a coverage sack yeah. but just not getting beat you know, that would be the dream. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't think the receivers are the focal point. Yeah, they're good. But Spencer Sanders is the head of the snake, and you got to cut that off early, man. Yeah. Control yeah, the clock, I mean, protect the football. Bees, I agree. Yeah, that's 100%. I, I just don't know if it, that's going to depend on – I feel like Oklahoma State is smart enough to just load the box, and if they lose the game, but, it's they're going to put it in Emory's hands. But loading I don't the think box they let X beat them. Loading the box does not beat this run game. Loading the box does not beat a game, a run game where you can r- run the option or an RPO with with a with a scrambling quarterback like Emory. Running, yeah. Loading the box doesn't beat a play action pass where Messiah Swinson can run the seams. Like I don't, I'm not convinced that'll that'll work. Like if they game plan correctly, you protect the ball and you you suck the life out of a stadium if you go up seven nothing, then get a stop and then you start milking the clock, even if it's in the first quarter. Yeah. People get bored. That's how you take yeah. people out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Shane, like Shane said, I, I feel like you're not not going to be able to shut down. And I think they what they had four receivers that had over 70 yards receiving last year or last week, um, something like yeah, that. Yeah, three like, or four. There, there was. I think a Spencer Sanders has been there so long that if you shut down anybody, somebody else is going to get that production. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any really slowing down the receiving game in that regard. It's just slowing down Spencer Sanders. If you're making me choose one of the two guys that you mentioned, I'm probably going to say the one that got into the end zone because. How do you beat a team by not letting them score? Um, but yeah, it, Spencer Sanders is the key here. That's the only way I think you stop these receivers is if you stop him. 
Yeah. B is, B is talking about mud fights. Funny, but, but but true because <laughs> ASU has been known, especially in the past under her, to play to other people's games. Like the UCLA game was an example that was that that was an omission because they won that game, but it was it was a strange game. You know, DTR looked early like they were going to control that entire game last year. Uh, BYU is another good example. You mm-hmm. almost got away with it until the 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 fumble by Merlin. Utah, same thing. Utah, you controlled the game at the start. And then you started getting content with allowing the run game to progress. And then it was like, uh-oh, we're playing Utah's game now. Like, that can't happen. So you can't get in a shootout with these guys. Um, no, they'll lose. Because, they'll lose because they're, comes you know, because they're Cowboys. But, yeah, you can't do that either because they're a good offense. I'm sorry. Love I it. Absolutely. No, you know what? It's fair. It's fair. Um, switching over to the defensive side of the ball, there's a couple guys um, that – could present some problems, especially for the run game. Don't want to get too much into the defensive line. It is a veteran group. None that really jump off of like the stat sheet for me. Can um, I make a prediction? They, you can make a prediction. Are you going to compare this to their safety to Kyle Hamilton? I'm not going to compare him to Kyle wow. Hamilton, but he is a uh, he's a big dude for a freshman, six four, two o five. Kendall Daniels. He is definitely a star in the making. He had 11 tackles and a pick last week. Um, again, I know it was Central Michigan, but this kid is going to be a special player in college football. Um, and the last thing that you want is to get a young guy riled up on the defensive side of the ball early. Like you cannot, if I'm Emory Jones, I, it's not necessarily like playing away from this guy, but like I feel like you want to test him early, right? Yeah. Like you don't don't start throwing it the other way because you think Kendall Daniels is going to, he's not the Rel Revis out there. Like <laughs> test him. That's where I'm at. Like you got to test these these younger defensive backs. I'm excited just to watch watch back the game because 11 tackles is a lot by itself, but from the safety position, that's pretty crazy. I know he's a strong safety, and he's probably in the box a lot, but I also wonder if a lot of those tackles came from, you know, routes up the middle where he was just like, "Oh, again? Really? I have Last to tackle guy, this guy yeah. again?" But <laughs> Like Which, it, I mean, he might be getting a lot of tackles on him when Messiah Swinson, if that's the case. Yeah, I'm. I'm I would love to see that matchup. Right, like Messiah is obviously a big dude. This is probably the biggest defensive back that, I mean, he'll be up against all season long. Again, you're not going to find many six four defensive backs. You bring up Kyle Hamilton, like he was six four, six five, like so. Yes, similar height. I don't necessarily think they're the same player. I think Kendall Daniels is probably a little bit more leaning toward better in coverage, whereas like Kyle Hamilton was more of a run stuffing guy. Um, Outside of Kendall Daniels, you look at Mason Cobb. He's a junior linebacker. He also had 11 tackles. Um, he is a little bit on the smaller side, just that I believe at 5'11 or 6 feet. Uh, but he is like, he's your run stuffer. So you're going to see him in X. You're going to see him in Daniel and Gata. Um, Herm talked about it last week after the, like, the press conference. Like when a team loads the box the way they did, and I know we keep bringing that up, uh, but like there was a point last week where ASU didn't have enough guys and Herm literally told X, he's like, look, everyone's got their man. This eighth guy is yours. You've got to make a miss. This is your guy right here. Mason Cobb is the guy that X, that Daniel, George Hart, Tevin White, whatever, are going to have to make miss. I don't, that's going to be the test for me. If they can make him miss, um, if they can truly embarrass him in Stillwater, I think that's how you win this game. Right. Yeah, like, I, I hope that's not the overall game plan, though. One on one. I mean, it would be nice to see him. Give make it to me. Move. I'll take X one on one versus yeah, anybody on that. Defense. But as I said, if they're loading eight in the box and you keep pounding the rock, there's a problem, Herm Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, 
It is. If he can make them, make him miss, and he can be effective in this, if Rush attack in general can be effective, I think ASC wins the game. I mean, B's mentioned it in the comments, like slowing the pace down. We talked about it on the yep. audio show yesterday. They're so fast-paced. If you can just keep pounding away. Play your game, man. Game, you keep pounding away, milk the clock, get that, get the Oklahoma State offense out of their chemistry, Get you let your defense rest. Um, ASU is going to be a tough team to beat if that if yep. they're able to do that effectively. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just obviously a matter of time to see whether or not they're going to be able to do it effectively, but I think that they can, and if well, they do, I think ASU wins. Again, lesser opponent, but go back and watch the first drive last week. Obviously, ended in three points because um, the play calling got really weird and because they were just so confident in their they running backs, which, like which is fine. Or they, six, yeah, they, right? they ran it three straight plays after they got uh, inside of the red zone on first and 10. But um, go back and watch that drive. Aside from those last three play calls, that's what you want, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, there were some quick hitters, but they was slow. It was methodical. Yeah. One of the few teams that obviously huddles up and talks it out in college football. Like, you can really throw off the pace. And, like, it, it's not it, it's it's comparable to, like, a a volume shooter in the NBA. Like, if you if you don't let the, the Oklahoma State offense get on the field for five, six, seven, eight, even eight minutes of game time because you have a 15-play drive and they're all – you know they all they're all other completions or running plays like that, that that's going to slow them down a little bit especially yeah. if they've already gotten their first one or two drives in yeah joe yeah. brings up an interesting point talking about badger and hall and reverses and jet sweeps like we saw that i think just once in the nau game with charles hall on that jet sweep that like 20 yards sp- 20 yards exactly right so even if they're stuffing guys uh trying to run through the line this is a mm-hmm. whole other aspect of the offense that could be utilized significantly more than we saw against nau um that could I also think- be deadly I think Elijah Badger was two for three or four last year on touchdowns when he got the ball on an end around or a sweep. Like I'm not even exaggerating. No, like, and and we see how fast and dynamic Charles Hall can be. So. Yeah, Charles Hall and Badger side to side speed. It's ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, some, I mean, a reverse, just you know, go Hall to Badger, Badger to Hall, <laughs> toss it back to Emery and let him fire it. I'm, I'm here for it, man. Just get as, get as weird as you can. Like, like, like in the bag, Florida yeah. in the Florida game, they did that. Yeah. 100%. Um, I mean, look, we'll get into predictions later in the week, but is there like a number for you guys that like rushing yards, for example, like ASU needs to hit this number for me to feel comfortable going into the game? I just don't know how they're going to play it. I don't know what their game yeah. plan is going to be. So I don't really like if they are just stacking the box, dude, like they it could it, it could be 70 rushing yards will win you the game because the final score is 17 to 13 because you played your game. Like yeah. I think I think the 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 biggest stat for me is time of possession. That's mm-hmm. the biggest stat. If you win time of possession, sixty to forty, yeah, I, I think that's a dub. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. It's it's, it's hard to, to give it. Seventeen to thirteen. Yeah, there's no way they're holding them to that small point. I, I mean, Why not? I, for the record, I agree with Saul. I don't think the score. Is I, I, I don't. Th- I don't think it's. I don't think it's reasonable. But that that that's why I said that's you playing your game. That is the best case scenario for ASU. No. Yeah. yeah I mean, it is. If 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 this game is low scoring, ASU wins the game. I, I, I like. I mean, like you said, it's going to be hard to win a shootout with Oklahoma State. But if you can, like you said, play your game, I, I think ASU would win a low scoring game. I, not that they can't win a high scoring game, but. Um, but yeah, it's a, your original question, Toe Tree. It's hard to put like a number on how many rushing yards exactly they get, but it's. I think it's it's more like if, if you can average like three, three, four yards per rush, because obviously, Engada and um, 
X both average over seven yards per rush last year. If you can get three or four yards per rush and you just keep pounding away at it. And like we said, play your game, slow down the pace. I, I think you, you're setting yourself up for success. Sean, you'll like this comparison that B's put in the chat. It's like a good MMA fighter. Put the aggressive fighter in the back foot, wrestle the flashy striker, worm down, Usman style. Except let's not get head kicked at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> Usman against literally everyone else other than Leon Edwards. Look, this is going to be a game that you, you look at the, the Florida and Utah game from this past weekend, right? Florida unranked. I know it was, it was in Gainesville, whatever. Utah, you could argue, was the better team. They were ranked number seven. They had Cam Rising, whatever. You want a game that is going to put you on the map or going to get people talking about you, get you votes to the AP Top 25. This is how you do it. You go into Stillwater, you beat Oklahoma State, and you start your run. Because nobody's going to be talking about Arizona State for the rest of the season. I don't care what they do after this game. If they lose to Oklahoma State or if they get blown out by Oklahoma State, everyone's going to be like, oh, it's another ASU team. They're going to cover the spread or backdoor cover, whatever. And it's going to be like, oh, okay, you know, they made it close, whatever. But it's ASU. Like, they're going to find a way to lose it. This is how you change that narrative. You go into Stillwater. And, and you kick ass. You kick ass yeah. against one of the best offenses in the country. Yeah, and to be to be clear, it's all not hearing the conversation, just butting in when I said 17 yeah. to 13. That is not my score prediction. My <laughs> score prediction will be much higher. And again, yes. we will get to that on Friday. So, yes, I, I but for me, I don't even need them. I don't need them to dominate in like a, a 40 to 10 fashion, right? Like I don't need to see them blow out. I I want to. I would rather see them control yeah. the game. TLP, I, baby. Honestly, if they can win a shootout, like that would give me more confidence than them dominating. I don't want that though. Because I don't then, want it. I don't because want then it. you're back to last year where you're just playing with okay, you guys want us to do this. Yeah, we'll play. Like it's just yeah, but out. I think it's I think it would say a lot about the AFC. Yeah, it would say a lot about Emory and Emory is able to, to pass his way into a victory. I think that says a lot about the offense. It would and certainly be more fun. More. Yeah. You know what this game is gonna look like? And again, we keep saying score predictions at the end and we'll get there on Friday, but do you remember that Texas Tech game against ASU when Patrick Mahomes came to town and that shootout and Kalen Blage scored seven yeah. touchdowns? Yeah. Like, it's going to be one of, like, I think it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be like, oh, you know, it'll be low scoring in the first quarter and then both teams are just going to go absolutely nuts. And you may have a guy score four or five touchdowns and you're like, wait, what, what the fuck are these numbers by, like, ESPN? And, like, that yeah. just might be the case. ASU found a way, I believe, to beat Patrick Mahomes and that Texas Tech team, which is yeah. absolutely wild. Um, as long as but, it's not a Rashad Penny going for 400 yards total. Oh, my God. Six touchdowns yeah. or whatever it was. I mean, yeah. we haven't seen what this offense can do when they're trying to actually go. We don't know what this team yet. can do yet. Yeah, at all. Like, we, have, we they, they took a couple of shots in, in the NAU game, but obviously, like we said, keeping it vanilla, whatever. Um, if they open up the playbook and they start taking shots, we don't know what they're capable of, so... Hey, maybe they can win in a shootout. We don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out on Saturday. Again, ASU at Oklahoma State. And you guys can watch the game with us at Four Peaks. It's going to be a blast. A little watch party over there with a massive, massive television. Definitely bigger than 60 inches. Um, Starts at 3. Food and drink specials. Come out. Come say hi. Come watch ASU upset Oklahoma State. And while we're talking about Four Peaks, you guys can enter to win the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. If you win, you're going to walk away with a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. You do got to be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. Boys, let's get into some Pac-12 power well, rankings. But b- before we get there, I, uh, or not. First, or not. first of all, well, <laughs> before we get there, uh, the link is in the chat for this event, and it's also in the description. Please come out. 
it'll be it's gonna be so fun um it's gonna be a blast this is, this is our first one at four peaks there yeah. will be more um obviously not only is the projector huge but the deals are also huge three dollar beers it's free to and, get in wow and, which might be their best beer yeah and like, and the food wow is, is their best beer yeah the food is gas it's it's just gonna be a good time and it's an away game so let's set the going, tone let's set the to, tone yeah if you're going to Stillwater, salute but Assuming most of you aren't, so if I am sorry for you if you're actually going to Stillwater. No, <laughs> I don't. I, would, I mean, going to the game would be fun, but outside of that, I don't want any. I'd rather go to Florida, Oklahoma. Um, I um, if ASU gets an upset, it'll be more fun to be with people. Like I think about the NFL oh, yeah. draft and the moment when um, Shane Wright got passed on the number one pick, and everyone went crazy. Like the environment there when you're with a bunch of people and exciting things are happening like that it's it's pretty it's pretty fucking fun it's yeah, yeah. there's Definitely no better come. feeling than watching sports with your friends so yeah and we are your, your friends, friends and you are ours. family yes family there you go beautiful now can we do Pac-12 power rankings yes hey, let's not? get into some Pac-12 power rankings baby um we talked about a little bit yesterday there that the Pac-12 was on fire because some teams that were supposed to win decided they didn't want to win. Some teams that were supposed to be good got throttled. Um, and some teams that we didn't really see, they came out of nowhere and decided that they are going to actually make some noise this season. Um, so why don't we put up the Pac-12 power rankings that we've got? And let's see what the three of us have across the board. We'll start just going one by one. Sean, I'm going to start with you. Um, kind of explain what, what you've got and where you've got it and why. Yeah, so I mean, I personally kept Utah as my number one team like I did before the season. I think, well, like we said, the game was in Gainesville, and I think Florida should have started the season ranked. I think Anthony Richardson is one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, plus USC, they, they they played well, but they played against Rice. Like, I just can't put too much stock into that game yet. Um, the biggest risers for me, obviously, um, Arizona, like, we all had them ranked as the second worst team in the conference. They obviously aren't going to be that this year. Jaden Delora, um, Jacob Cowing, like that offense looked really good against an Oregon or against a San Diego State team that's not as good as they were last year, but it's still a good team and good program. Um, and then I think the the most interesting spot of my of my rankings is is Oregon State. I moved them up to three. Yeah, defense, damn, I don't hate it, man. The defense is incredible. I was it's talking really to Coach good. before the show. If you told me at the end of the season that Oregon State won the Pac-12, I would I, I not I'm not predicting it, but I wouldn't be surprised. That well, defense you're, is. Incredible. You're not alone in that camp because yeah. on Twitter, actually, I've seen so many people responding to Pac-12 official account posts or. Reporters talking about the Pac-12 saying Oregon State is the dark horse. Yeah, which I mean, is that so defense, interesting. The defense is incredible. Um, like, and we've seen with most of the, a lot of the quarterbacks in this in this conference that they're capable of making mistakes. Oregon State first, what four or five turnovers against a quarterback who might be the best quarterback in the Mountain West and a Boise team that many project, projected to win that conference. Um, so I think Oregon State's really good. Um, kept UCLA at four, and then Oregon I dropped down. Oregon might be worse than Arizona State. I just have I have. No faith in Bonex. Um, <laughs> I, I think he could might be a bottom three, four quarterback in the conference when he's playing the way he normally does. Obviously, he's capable of of being amazing at times, but and I know Georgia's a really good school, really good program, not as good as last year, but they're still obviously a really good team. I just have no faith in Bonex and quarterback play is just too important. Yeah, uh, kept ASU at six. Everything at the bottom of the conference. Obviously, Colorado's obviously the worst team in this conference. Probably may be the worst team in college football. Yeah, they're they are embarrassing. Um, that week one game was just really bad. Um, and everyone else from eleven to eight basically 
kind of in flux. I think Michael Penix Jr. is a very good quarterback. He played well for Washington. Mm-hmm. Everything else just kind of a toss up, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Shane, let's get to yours. Yeah, um, Utah moving down just because USC and Utah were like a coin flip for me at the start of the year. I moved them up and down when we were making these rankings originally. Just one loss. I I don't. I wouldn't say if USC and Utah played that I would take USC, but it just depends where the game is. I think Utah is superior at home. I think Utah is going to destroy people at home. Um, the swamp is not any place easy place to play, as we said. Obviously, with the AP rankings, Florida should have been ranked. They moved very high. Um, so yeah, USC Utah one two. I'm not moving Oregon. George is very good at football. They are. Um, and look, I get your Bo next thing. I think him being a bottom three quarterback is crazy. Um, but I, I understand why you would say that. Um, I think he's going to feast on these Pac-12 defenses, and I think he's going to feast hard. I think Oregon's going to go on a run in Pac-12 play. Um, obviously, we talked about Oregon State. They're a sleeper. I moved them up four effing spots. They're my number four team. Um, ASU stays at five for me. Um, UCLA. Uh, look, sure, you can look at the final score and say whatever you want. If you watch that game, you would know why I'm saying this. Oh, my God. Nothing has changed from last year. I tweeted this out. It is DTR ball, and that is all you got. Sure, you might have some crossing patterns that go for 80-yard touchdowns, uh, but for the most part, if DTR can't run, the game is over. I I am just have no faith in this team. I almost put Arizona ahead of them. I just really dislike UCLA. Um, and I thought last year when Arizona State beat them, they had no business doing so. UCLA just lost the game. Um, Arizona State had made some good plays to take it, but I don't know. I, I don't believe in this team. Uh, Arizona, obviously, they're they're a lot better than we thought. Um, if they, especially if they can keep this up, but we'll see. We will see. They might be sliding down soon. Yeah, Mississippi State. They got SEC. Yeah, yep. yeah. Washington State struggling against Idaho. We're down big early. They ended up winning that game, but only by a touchdown. Washington looked okay. Stanford looked fine, but it was Colgate, and then Cal didn't look great at all. Um, and then wait, wait. Colorado is just terrible. We've yeah, already you don't, about you don't believe in Colorado is, either. It's <laughs> the right noise. They should just play that in the stadium every time they throw an incompletion. Or, I mean, I forget what his name was, but their backup quarterback, he looked... JT Shroud? Yeah, he, yeah, he looked like not half bad, to be honest. No, he yeah. should have honestly played the majority of the game. It might well, be. Their, the Lewis, coach said they're going to split. Brennan the coach Lewis said they'll sucks. both play this week. Yeah, Brennan Lewis sucks, but it was also like a... Um, comparison thing after he came in the game uh it was because he came in the game right after brennan lewis is why he looked so much better after that eh, he made some pretty risky throws i don't think he likes throwing over the middle and neither does brennan lewis so <laughs> i don't really know what you got in that team man cu is bad sorry yeah, they're, they're not good like at all um getting to my power rankings for a second i've still got usc at number one i i mean i like what they did yes it's rice it's whatever i'm really interested to see um, this coming week when they play Stanford, because I don't think Stanford is that bad of a team. Um, I think their season kind of hinged on their quarterback, and I really like what I saw from Tanner McKee um, in week one. I know, again, it was Colgate, like Shane mentioned, but he had a hell of a day. That's why I moved yeah, Stanford up three, three spots. He had a buck 94 um, quarterback rating, 22 of 27, 308 yards, two touchdowns, averaged 11.4 yards per completion, which is nice. I, I didn't move Utah. I know they lost, and you know they lost the way they did with Cameron Rising throwing a pick on the goal line. Um, but I still think, like both of you, I think that team is still going to be a dominant team. I think at the end of the year, they're still going to be in heavy contention for an AP Top 25 spot for the Pac-12 title. Um, I did move up UCLA a spot. I know that game was pretty ugly against Bowling Green to start, but 
Shane, like you said, DTR, he had himself a little bit of a day. He did throw the ball 43 times, which I don't think is necessarily something you can sustain throughout an entire season in college this team football. It's just not sustainable. It's just not. But until until I see that it isn't sustained, um, I think I got to move him up. Even with you know Oregon, yes. So you think if Oregon and UCLA played, Oregon would lose? I think so. Wow. That is crazy, but fair, I really fair, don't fair, like that, Oregon. That, that game could, that might be, I, I don't think you could have like a worse matchup and of like, of like <laughs> it's going to be an ugly one. Take out Colorado, obviously like that game would be, I just think Oregon so would, disgusting. I think Oregon would scream at UCLA. I think, I think Oregon <laughs> would dominate DTL. until, until Oregon scores a touchdown on the season. I can't say that they're going to beat yeah, anybody. I just have so um, little faith in Bo Nicks. I mean, we'll see yeah. what happens again. I moved up ASU two spots. You, we all know what they did against NAU. I really, really was impressed with what Glenn Thomas and Donnie Henderson put together with not showing too much, still scoring 40 and not giving up a touchdown. Again, we brought it up yesterday. ASU, one of nine teams in the FBS that didn't um, allow their opponent to score more or seven or fewer points. Um, Oregon State, I didn't move them up. I do like them as a team. And like both of you guys said, I could see this team being a sleeper in the Pac-12 come the end of the season. We already talked about Stanford. Got Wazoo dropping a couple spots. U of A did definitely move up two spots. I really like what they can do. I'm interested to see what they got against Mississippi State. I know Mississippi State isn't the greatest team in the world, but I do think they're a better team than SDSU. So we'll see what they're capable of. Washington, Cal, um, two teams that are just pretty unimpressive all around. And then Colorado should be demoted to Wait, Pop Warner or high school ball yeah. because we need that promotion relegation in the, with the Mountain West. Just relegate <laughs> them to the Mountain West. Call up. I don't know. Anybody else call up anybody. Dude, Air else. Force on the Pac-12 would be electric. Steve Fernandez asking if any of us have Arizona beating Mississippi State. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I would again, be surprised. I, I mean, I would be surprised if they won the game, but I wouldn't count it out completely. No, I would yeah, count I, it out. I, just, I don't want to get, over, get ahead of myself. Like, this is a team – that SDSU game was their second win in two seasons. Yeah, I mean uh, – it's the SEC. Like I'm, I'm gonna be hard pressed to pick a, a Pac-12 team against an SEC team for the most part, regardless of who they're playing against. Um, so I won't be, I won't be surprised if they, if they win that game. I think what you saw out of out of Delora and Cowing was just so impressive. That offense can be really deadly. Um, it's just a matter of their defense can. Well, Totri, if this offense. puts anything into perspective. Um, ASU would now 11 point dogs, Arizona only 10 point dogs, 10 and a half point really? dogs on DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yeah. 11, so it's gone up to 11. Do you think it creeps up any more before we yeah, get to I, maybe 11 and a half, think, 12? I think it gets to 12. I said this a couple like last uh, on Monday. I think it gets to 12. You still got three, four days. I think you know what I want. I want, don't believe in Arizona State. I just, and I, I see it. You know why? Because like there have been, it's time and time again where like ASU will have a decent start to the season or they're going to run like last year. What they were undefeated till that Utah game um, or the BYU game. Like you're like, okay, like this team could make a little bit of noise in the pack. And then you just get embarrassed by committing what 18 penalties against BYU on the road. And it's just a bad football game. I like, hope nobody thought that at the start of last year when you won two games I mean, that they would make noise in the pack 12, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. Uh, but you're bringing up the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Football is back. I cannot believe we are 24 hours from NFL football. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited. You sent a meme in the group chat this morning with, uh, what was it, the the kid from Toy Story dropping the toy, and he's like, dropping I'm Woody. done with you. I'm and done it's MLB. With you. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100% agree. Uh, first week of NFL season is here. DraftKings Sportsbook app is hooking fans up right now. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 
in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX and bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. That's promo code PHNX. On the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Guys, do you have a DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week? I'm sticking with Bills minus two. I think I don't You're know. You're going the spread. Yeah, I mean, if the Bills win, they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win by eight. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that, though? <laughs> I mean, I, it's, I don't know. It's the only more, two points last time I The tried. more I look at that game, the more I like the Rams. What? But listen. Por qué? Because every, the it's, it's just the most typical thing in the world. It's the, the defending Super Bowl champs. I know they lost a couple pieces, but it's in their house. They've got Sean McVay. I love Aaron Donald. They've got Cooper Cup. Like, it's a good team. I think the hype may get to the Bills' head. I think the Bills are a great team, but it's it's tough for me to bet against the defending Super Bowl champs in week one when we haven't seen anything else. Um, first off, you don't know much about the Bills if you think hype gets to their head. If anything, <laughs> I mean, eh, it scares them away. Ever gets them up. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> I mean, I think the, the Bills are the best team in football, I think. like, But can we claim that without wanna... seeing anything yet? I mean, I think you can. I think I don't think the Rams. I, I don't the Rams think the Rams got worse. or the Chiefs got better. I think they both got. The Rams worse. got worse. That's a the fact. Bills. The Bills got better. Um, I, I think if the Bills had beaten the Chiefs last year, they would have won the Super Bowl. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm still going to rock with the Chiefs. They lost Von Miller and OBJ, who are huge parts of that Super Bowl team. Um, obviously, the Bills got Von Miller, and maybe we'll get OBJ at some point. Uh, the biggest thing for me is is Trey White not playing, but otherwise yeah. the Bills are completely healthy. Um, what do you think, Shane? So, What's your DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week? Um, well, I love the promotion. The early cash-out yeah. promotions get up by seven, so I'm taking the Bills money line just for that. Mm-hmm. But my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is a a parlay on the game of Gabriel Davis to score anytime in Buffalo to win. That is plus 240. Right now, Ooh. the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I think Gabe okay. Davis is going to get a lot less attention, even though the last time we saw him was a pretty insane performance. I still think the focus is going to be on Diggs, and you know, I, I, I just, I, I love, I love my man. I love my man, Gabe Davis. I just, I, don't know. I, I, think, I think, I think he's going to score. I think Gabe Davis is going to get more attention than he did last year, just because there's no Cole Beasley or Emmanuel Sanders this year. Like he's yeah. a clear number two. But I like, I mean. If we're making parlays, Dawson Knox to score. I feel like any, literally any week, you can bet on Dawson Knox to score, and it's probably a safe bet. Um, best tight end. You think he's going to have 17 touchdowns this year? Maybe. Why not? No, but I mean, <laughs> I'm here for like, He's on my fantasy team, so I'm here for that. <laughs> um, my DraftKings sports pick, Gosh, pick of the week. Him. I kind of got two. I like, I like the USC money line or the USC spread over Stanford. I believe it's only at nine points, um, and I think I. Yes, I like Stanford, but I think USC is going to – this is going to be their coming out party. They're going to show why they're a little bit better than everybody else in the Pac-12 except maybe Utah. Um, I also like Alabama minus 20.5 against Texas. I just don't think that's going to be a game. I think Texas is not back. Um, they're never going to be back, and Alabama's Alabama. I think that's uh, that's that. Texas will be back eventually, but yeah, Alabama's going to dog walk this. <laughs> when is eventually twenty thirty five? No, Arch. When Arch maybe. gets I think, there, I think he can do it because you got a lot of a lot of recruits that want to play with Arch. I will say, I saw a Reddit post from a Texas person, and they're like, "I just want both teams to have fun." And they're like, "Well, Alabama will be will have fun." And like, "Hey, we're halfway there." Then someone's um, going to have fun. <laughs> hey, you, you guys gonna are going to have fun. That 
You'll have fun if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Again, use promo code PHNX and bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, that's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Bro, I hate Austin Riley. I hate him. Every every time I bet on him, every time he doesn't get a hit. And then every time I don't bet on him. Four home runs in four games. Like, what are we doing, Austin Riley? Oh, he knows you bet on him. He knows you bet on him. That's the why. last three times I bet on him. Guess what? Over five, over four, over four, over thirteen. That's what rough. are we doing? That's rough. Brutal. That's real rough, man. Hey, it is what it is. Okay, it you is. move on to the next. You move on to the next. Let's keep it with the Pac-12. Let's see who the Pac-12 imposter is. There are a couple of people that could be at poor Colorado. Poor Colorado. Just Don't say poor Colorado. They've done it to themselves. They, they have done dead this and, to themselves. Dead and gone on, on that side of the graphic. Uh, who do you guys, Sean, I'll start with you. Who do you think after week one um, is maybe getting a little too much hype? It's tough. I mean, I feel like I know Shane's answer, so I'm not going to say it. Um, like, part of me wants to say Arizona only because, like, I might be hyping them up too much. Like they they all only played one game. I don't really know how this is gonna go. Um, I, I think it. Hmm. <laughs> Who's a fraud? Kind of all of them. Like a, the whole a, conference. A, a lot of them. I, I'm gonna say. I'll say. Uh, wait, who played Idaho? Washington State, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably Washington State. Like that was a game that they won, but that was like a, a a really unconvincing win. I just don't. I I I just I, and the second half of the Pac-12. I just all of them are kind of imposters. Well, except for Colorado, we know what they are, and they're really bad. They um, are who we thought they were. Yeah, bad. everyone else is kind of. Uh, you look at Stanford, Washington, Cal, Washington State. Like they're all kind of fraudulent. Um, Oregon's also fraudulent, just because. They were supposed to be good, and Bonex is just there. Would you guys so. like to know mine? I would. I think like I'm bad for me. <laughs> it's UCLA. It's UCLA, and I feel so bad for DTR. Um, Carlos in the chat saying UA UA is overhyped. We don't know that yet, though. Yeah, we that's, don't know that's that yet. Kind but of why I said they might be because maybe they're not as good as I think they are, but they also could be better than I think they are. Look, they look. I think that. They're sus that, for sure. I think they are oh, overhyped. They might be the I killer. Think they, I think they're overhyped just because they haven't given us reason to be super hyped yet. They won a game. Great. We'll see if they can continue that. Um, Ron Ron, hello. Thank you for joining. And don't call us ass you anymore. But I appreciate it. <laughs> um, 11 points That's a good is one. interesting. Colorado, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Colorado was not good at football. I, I see both of your, both of your uh, imposters in the pack. I do think Washington State is bad. Uh, I know that game is what it is. I can see UCLA. Like I said, they, I, I don't think their offense is sustainable. Um, I, I don't like Oregon, dude. I really just yeah, don't think they're going to be good this year. I know a lot of people haven't pegged the number three in the conference. I think I started my like way too early power rankings with them at number three in the conference. I know George is good at football, but like, come on, man. Like you got to you got to have something, right? Like their head coach was just a defensive coordinator at Georgia. You tell me you can't put up seven, dude. I don't know how many times they didn't even get across. Like how many times did they actually have plays on Georgia's side? Of the I field? will say it's so damn demoralizing after the start they had in that game. Um, Bo Nix throwing a pick after they finally got something going. 
they probably just shut down. Uh, it's yeah. Georgia. They they will they will they they will stomp on you and they will tire you out just because the other more talented, but they're also just bigger and faster. They just are. Yeah. That's just how they're built. Dogs. Uh, I I, I want to see. I, wanna, I need to see Oregon against a, a team in the Pac-12 until I say they're not going to be good because I just yeah. don't believe it. And also, this is for now. kind of yeah. been an underlying theme with what I've been talking about USC all summer, basically. They could still be the imposter. I still yeah. don't know if I should believe in them or not. Yeah, um, I was going to say. I can't call them that, but I can't call them the imposter yet, but I still don't know. I was going to say, Totri, I don't mind them covering the spread for your DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week, but I kind of like Stanford first half money line just because of how slow USC started out that game last yeah. week. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Again, college football's back, and it's just football being back is the greatest thing in the world. You know what might have helped Oregon at least put seven on the board against Georgia? Some fucking burritos from Burrito Express because I <laughs> yeah. know that would have that that probably is what got Georgia so hyped. For honestly, if you would have eaten the burritos up. last night before you played the computer, you're right. Had, you are 100 percent correct. Yeah. If Georgia I might have had them dogs in them, but if the Oregon had them burritos in them, that's it. That's facts. Burritos, dogs. That's what I'm saying. Look, if you want to be Georgia, go to Burrito Express. And next time you're at the Tempe location, check out their new custom Burrito Express themed first responder shirt with all proceeds going to the Tunnels to Towers organization. They're only $25, and they're going to hook you up with a free burrito. Get them while they're hot. Only 100 shirts are available. I don't know what else we can tell you guys. If you don't want a free burrito with a shirt that's dope, I really don't know. And it's going to a good cause. Like, I really don't know what to tell you. Um, Definitely go out. Check them out. They're great. Um, it, it's just overall a great, great partner. Uh, before we get out of here, oh, you bring in a burrito express, just rest burrito express. That should be on all of the computers. Burrito express, not the imposter, not the no, imposter at never. all. They actually made the game. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to make a claim. If oh God. You eat burrito express. You will never lose to Georgia in football. Wow. Yeah. So ASU would beat Georgia. Well, no, they just wouldn't lose. Oh, yeah. I, I, you, you, I'm confused. I have had Burrito <laughs> Express, and I'm going to go out. I, I'm going to You're guarantee not gonna you that I will never lose a football game to Georgia in my entire life. What about the new NCAA football game? No, nope. are you kidding me? I'll be, I'm a dog. Yeah, we don't lose the computers. To don't lose. Okay, dude. Yeah, okay, not you. We're you him. know who does lose? You. you know who does stay losing? Brian Kelly. Brian fucking Kelly. He stays losing every single day since he decided to leave South Bend, and it is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, the internet decided it was going to once again troll Brian Kelly um, with his weekly press conference. He decided to show up to his press conference a little bit early, which he doesn't usually do as someone who has been to Brian Kelly press conferences. He's usually a couple minutes late himself. However, he was apparently early. A few media members walked in a little bit late, and he decided to give him a little shit, and one of the reporters decided to clap back. Here's the video. We'll open it up to this late-arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the, the weekend. Um, that's usually $10 um, that we put in the kitty. Um, for we'll, we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with what. I respect it. I respect that so much. Dude, she came for him. I if you couldn't it. hear her, she said, maybe if you win, we'll be on time. Shit, I mean. The reporter yeah. did sound like, like Emma, Josh says. Mic drop. You think I Emma would do that to Herm? No. No. <laughs> um, but, like, also, 
I don't know. If you're gonna you're gonna talk shit, win games. It's hard to talk shit when you're not winning games. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you don't have that rapport yet. You've been there for a couple of months. It's not like you're not in, you're not South Bend anymore. They got a little bite down in the bayou. <laughs> what are you saying about South Bend, bro? I mean, it's not in. It's not. Louisiana? Uh, I mean, that's fair. He is not liked, dude. He is not a liked dude, like, at all. And, like, I get he was joking with the whole $10 comment. Bro, you just got a hundred-something million-dollar contract. Like, you are the last person that should be joking about, like, people paying money for being late. That's not the problem I see. The problem I see is even joking about something in general. Like, you guys... (laughs) not allowed to joke at all. You guys shouldn't have lost that damn game. Why are you joking about it? Figure it out. Get back on the field. You got a quarterback that, that jokes anyway. You shouldn't be joking as a head yeah, coach. I mean, if the reporter if the reporters have to put ten dollars in the bar jar every time they're late, Jaden should have to put ten dollars in the bar every time he he gives up on a play too early. Or all of, all of the rules we had for the drinking game, you should have to to pay with whatever. He would have NIL no money nil money left. None. Yeah. We don't know what he got. He got something. Yeah, fair enough. He didn't get a win against FSU. I'll tell you that much. But it would have been electric to go to that game. That yeah. game looked like a lot of fun. Um, there isn't going to be an LSU versus FSU rematch, at least not in the near future, but there are a lot of great college football games, especially for Arizona State coming up in these next couple of weeks. We talked about, obviously, Oklahoma State. You can pass up Eastern Michigan unless you really want to go to that game, which I encourage you to go to all ASU games. Um, but they do have Utah. They do have USC. These are top 15 matchups that you are definitely going to want to go see. And if you need a ticket, Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. If you love PHNX, then you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Gentlemen, it has been an honor to do another Hump Day show with you. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we get out of here? No. Go Bills, I guess. Go, uh, but you excited for snakes and lattes tomorrow? Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yes, I mean there's there's a whole like F1 themed game that uh, we saw when we were all there. Definitely want to get in on that. Okay, okay. Well, we can play all the board games you want, and you can lose those, just as I did to Madden. All right, boys and girls, if you enjoyed the show, give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils on social. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef, and you can follow Sean DePaz at Sean underscore DePaz. Um, doubting Bonix You have. I now. have been, I, but uh, <laughs> doubting Bonix is always because Bonix is not a good quarterback. That's fair. He's the imposter, and so is Oregon. We will see you guys on Friday, but we will have an audio show for you on Thursday. For now, though, peace.